Return to Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. We also get that in the screen. Then Jesus came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him, and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. Verse 24, can you read together? Verse 25. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Verse 26, then he said to him, send him away to his house, saying, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. Verse 24, can we read again? Verse 24, and he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Can you say that with me? I see men like trees trees walking so he was a blind man a total blind man we are not sure whether he was a bl born blind or he picked up blindness on his way somewhere but he was a blind man not seeing anything but now when jesus applied mud over his eyes now he sees men like trees walking Someone who was not seeing anything in his life, but now he is able to see men like trees walking. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? When you close your eyes and when you see all trees in the field are started walking in the road with hands and legs. That's how he saw. It's a partial vision. It was nothing in his life but now he, got, he has got something in his life. Can you say something? You know, total blindness or NLP, no light perception, is a condition of seeing no light. Out of the total blindness in the whole world, statistics say 15% of blind people are totally blind. We don't know how many millions they are. But they are totally blind. The remaining 85% they are partially blind. You know, blindness is a deadly condition. You can't even close our eyes for two minutes. Right? So I accept the time and we sleep. Because when we keep our eyes closed, we are totally isolated from the rest of the world. That's not the condition that you want to have and I want to have. But here we see a blind man, he was totally blind, he had no vision at all. He had nothing in his life. Can you say nothing? But now we see he received partial vision. He received something in his life. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as From Nothing Into Something. Can you say that with me? From Nothing Into 
something. You know, you are not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with what I have today in my life. I'm not content with what I have in my life at times. But I want you to remember, we had nothing in our lives at some point of time, but today God has given us something. Can you say something again? So from nothing to something, nothing is a state of hopelessness, but something gives us a lot of hope. Nothing is a state where we are considered ordinary, but something is a state where you and I are considered, we are extraordinary, we are people of God. Nothing is seeing total blindness, but something is telling you that there is a recovery of vision. Can you say recovery of vision? This morning we are going to talk about three different aspects of this miracle. You would have never heard this message. Number one, seeing something is better than seeing, not seeing anything. Can you say that with me? Seeing something is better than not seeing anything. He was a blind man, not seeing anything at all, but now he's able to see something. He's able to see something. In your life, you had nothing at some point of time, but you have something today. God has blessed you with something. No matter what it may be, God has given you something in your life. At some point of time, you were crying to God, God, is that my situation? Am I going to continue to live in this situation forever? But God brought you out of that situation and he has given you something. Can I hear an amen this morning? If you really believe that God has given you something, can I hear an amen? Louder amen. Now he is able to see men walking like trees. Earlier he was not seeing anything at all. He was complaining. Because, you know, as we read, Bible says, he was a burden for many men, many people. And they brought him into the presence of Christ. And probably they were taking care of him. He can't go by himself. And they, they, he, he was in need of other people helping him for everything. He was a burden. And I'm sure he was complaining. Why did God create me in this way? But now he is seeing something. And there is no reason why he had to complain now because he was not seeing anything but now he is seeing something you know today we want to realize we need to understand we need to agree that something is better than nothing amen you know this makes a whole difference in your life and my life something is better than nothing it's not just an ordinary word it makes a whole difference it gives a new idea a new perspective of your life something is better than nothing too many people in this world, they have nothing. Do you know that? 800 million people. Approximately 10% of the entire population of the world. They live in extreme poverty. Extreme poverty. They get to have one to $1.5 every day to spend for their entire family. And many people, not even that. Too many people in this world are not having anything at all. There is nothing. But God has given you something. God has given me something, not even something, many things. At times we don't even think about it. Do you all agree that we came to this world with nothing? And we also go back with nothing. We know that. First Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy saying that First Timothy chapter 6 verse 7, he says, can you read with me? For we brought 
nothing into this world and it is certain we carry nothing out from this world. Job says in Job chapter 1 verse 21 and Job said this is what he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Nothing is going to come along with us. I remember when my mom died. She just died. She just died. Took last breath and she was just lying there. You know the first thing what was told me? Can you remove her bangle? Can you remove her chain? And I tried to remove the bangle. It was not coming. Just cut it off. Just cut it off. Just remove the chain. Any other gold? Anything valuable? Take it down. Take out everything. I mean, that's what is going to happen to all of us. We came with nothing. And we need to go back with nothing. Remember that. In the midst, in the middle, all that God is giving us, it's a bonus. It's a blessing. So certainly something is better than nothing. Today when God blesses us with something, at times we complain. At times we murmur against God and saying that God, you know, we want a baby. And when we get a baby, Lord, why this baby is so naughty? Pastor, can you pray for my baby? I asked for a baby. You know, you asked for a baby and this is how the baby is going to be. Pastor, I asked for a job. Now the job is very difficult. I waited for five years. And now the job is very, very difficult. I don't think I can do this job ever. Complaining and murmuring. God wants us to be with, happy with something that God has given to us. Children of Israel, many times they complained against God. Do you remember that? We want to read a couple of scriptures. Numbers chapter 14 verses 2 to 4. Numbers chapter 14 verses 2 to 4. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, what did they say? If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness, why has the Lord brought us into the land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, what did they say? Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. How many times we would have said that coming to this nation, Lord, I waited and waited and waited. I came to this nation, but this is what I get here. I want to go back. I want to go back. Nothing is working here. Things are difficult here. They wanted to take another leader because no Moses is not going to go back. When God brought you to this nation, Moses was called to this nation to get the children of Israel out of the nation. He is not going to go back no matter what happens. Because God had called him. If God had called you to this nation, you will never think about going back. You will never cry about people you left in your own country. You took a decision and you came forward to this nation. There are people there to take care of them. Not saying that you don't need to take care of your parents. You need to take care of them. But do not, lay, do not dwell on them. God has brought you to something else. God has brought you out from that nation for a different purpose. You need to do whatever you need to do for them. You need to take care of all the family members. But God has a plan in your life and my life. Moses was not going willing to go back. So they had to find another leader to go back. You know, 14 times I was just sitting and counting a couple of times. There may be more time. 14 times children of Israel complained. They had something in their hands. But they were not happy at all. 
They were not happy. They said, you promised a promised land, but see now, Pharaoh really made things worse for us. And they said, the water is bitter. They said, we don't have food, we want food. No, not just food, we want meat. Now we are thirsty. And Moses, you've just disappeared. We want to make a golden calf and worship the golden calf. There are many things, many things that we want to leave, eat, eat, eat the meat. And they complained, saying, they remember the fish and cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic that we had in Egypt and we don't have anything here. You know, at some point of time, the complaint was too much and Moses wanted to die. He was asking God, God, can you just kill me? <laughs> you can understand how much he would have experienced. He was just crying out to God, God, just, you just kill me, oh God. The people are not content. Miriam and Aaron, they complained about Moses' leadership and God struck Miriam with leprosy. And they said, how difficult it is to conquer the giants. How difficult, God, you don't know how the man's suffering, how difficult it is for me in this nation. Why did you bring me to this nation complaining against God? And the key leadership raised, they raised again Moses, and you know, see, we see earth opened up and they sw earth swallowed people who raised again the leadership. People complained and murmured against Moses. So many times, so many times, and God had to even send fiery serpents. God had to send fiery serpents to keep them quiet. This morning God is asking us, you have something in your hands. It's better than not having anything. Are you content with what you have? Today we complain about the blessings that we don't have. God wants us to see something is better than nothing. Can you say that something is better than not seeing anything, nothing. After now there is a trend that we complain about the ungodly leadership coming into nations as leaders. Evil practices are brought into churches, evil practices are brought into schools and everywhere. Ungodly leadership is taking over nations and we watch such videos and we forward such videos. It's all good. But we don't, nobody talks about the opportunity that we have in front of us today. Nobody is doing anything about what we have in front of us today. We complain and we worry and we fast and we pray. It's all good. But don't stop there. Don't stop just crying to God, watching those videos. That's not the focus. There is something else that we need to do. It's same as we complain about darkness. We complain about darkness, forgetting the light we carry in our hands. Why are we worried about so much about what is happening? The darkness around the world. The darkness is anywhere there. The leadership is going to be taken by ungodly people. Anyway, it's return. It's already returned. It's happening. Where is the light that we hold today? We need to turn our attention to those negative things that are happening today. And instead of worrying those, about those things, why don't we take the light that we have in hand? Do the work of God. Do the work of God when the time is given. And time is running out. Seeing something is better than not seeing anything. Number two, <coughs> seeing something is one step closer to the miracle. Amen? Seeing something is one step closer to the miracle. The man who was not seeing anything in his life 
Now he is seeing something. He is seeing men walking like trees. When he could see something, he immediately realizes that the better things are yet to come. <laughs> How many of you are blessed with something in your life? Can you see your hands? <laughs> we don't realize your hands. We are going to just pray for you right now. <laughs> right? All of us are blessed with something. Small things. Small things in our lives. So this man realized the moment his eyes were partially opened, he became very curious. Until then, nothing has happened. Because until then, he had nothing. He couldn't even see anything. But now he saw partial, he got partial vision. And we became very curious. And he was very sure that something is going to happen. Amen? Something good is going to happen. You know, if God had done something good in your life, it is an indication that God is going to do better things in your life. Can I hear an amen if you believe that? I better believe that. Better believe that. The man who saw nothing in his life, when he saw men like walking trees, he realized the miracle is one step away from him. Can I hear an amen? The miracle is just one step away from him. He's very closer to the miracle. You know, this morning I want to talk to you. Some of us have been going through difficult times in our lives, difficult situations in our lives. But God had done something in your life that is an indication that the miracle is just one step away from you. Amen? How far is one step? One step? How far is one step? Just one step? And how far is one step? It may be a reach, hand reach. You can just reach, grab it. Or it may be a few miles away. It may be tomorrow. It may be a year later. Or a couple of years later. But I want you to know if something God had done in your life, the miracle is one step away. Can I hear an amen? When blind Bartimaeus, sitting at the right side of the road, and he was crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. How close the miracle was. Just few steps, few feet away was the miracle. When the woman of the issue of blood came and touched the hem of the garment just before she was reaching out to Jesus, how close that miracle was. Just a hand reach. Just one step away. And this morning, I want you to believe, you know, this morning this sermon is not going to work with if you don't believe. This sermon is not going to mean anything at all if you do not believe. And better believe, God wants you to believe that the miracle is one step away. Because you already experienced something. You already experienced the work of God, the hand of God in your life. There is a story about a man walking alongside of the cliff. And suddenly because he was careless, he just fell into the cliff. And fortunately, he grabbed a branch of a tree, and he was hanging in the cliff. And he looked down, he couldn't see because it is already dark that day, and it was freezing cold. He, just, he was hand holding the branch of the tree, and he was just hanging there for quite some time. And then he decided, probably I should just you know, call out for help. If somebody walks by, probably you know, somebody is going to help me today. And he just raised his voice and he said, can anybody help me? And there was no voice. There was just he experienced absolute silence. 
After some time, there is a voice said, do you, what do you want? He heard a voice. And he said, I'm hanging there for life. Can somebody help me? And the voice said, I'm Lord Jesus. And do you believe me? He said, yes, I believe you. And if you believe, really believe, let that hands go. And yes, you want me to leave the hands and I'm going to fall in the pit now. I don't know how bottom it is, how deep it is. I'm not going to do that. He was very silent. After some time, he yelled at with the top of his voice. He said, is anyone else up there? No response. No voice. Nothing he heard. He was hanging there, holding the branch the entire night. And after a few hours, because of the freezing cold, he was frozen to death. The next day morning, the rescuers came over there and they saw this man hanging on the tree branch, frozen to death. And they realized the ground is only a few, few, few feet down to his foot. God asked him to let that hands go. He would have probably safely dropped on the ground. But he was not willing. As I said this morning, nothing is going to work if you don't believe in God. We want to believe in God. We want to just do what he says. Many times, we don't realize our miracle is just one step away. God wants you to believe this. I don't know this message is for whom. Maybe it's for all of us, I guess. What is God telling us today? What is God telling you today? That's what matters. What have you seen in the past? On the other day, one girl, girl from Austria, she was just talking to me and then she was trying to ask a question. I want to do this, 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 so many things. You know, it's all good. That's what uh, girls are at times. They want to do so many things, right? In one shot. Can you tell me which is God's will? Which is an easy question, right? And I spent half an hour with her. Get your pen and paper. And I'm going to tell you what is God's will. It's not, it's not going to work. Many things I told, four different things I told. You know, if you want, you want, you'll talk to me later. Four different things I told how to find God's will. In one of that, what God had been doing in your life, turn back and see what you are made of, what your fibers are made of. God make you, made you into something and God is not expecting you to do something else. Turn back and see what God had done in your life in every situation. Write it down. That's what God is taking you further. That's what God, what God is telling you this morning. What have you gone through in your life? What are you experiencing right now? No, nothing is out of the will of God. Nothing what you go through in your life. Remember, this is for sure for a child of God. Any oppression, any depression, any pain, and any, any sorrow that you go through in your life, it's not out of the will of God. It is according to the will of God. But what is important is you need to understand. You need to be wise enough to realize and know what God is trying to do in my life during this time. Many times we complain here and we complain there, but we need to come to a grip with God and ask God, God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to tell me during this situation? What do you want me to do? Hunters, you know hunters, right? Those who go for hunting. Hunters, they, 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 they get clue of the presence of the animals by a couple of things. 
They, they look for their footprint. They look for their droppings and they look for their feathers and the scratch marks they make, the scent and the sound in all these things they look for. And if they find something, they know the presence of the animal is nearby. God wants you to do that. God wants you to sense. You don't need to get advice or, you know, prophecy from anybody else. God is already working in your life and you are so careless to capture what God is doing in your life. Where is your journal? What have you written down? Have you written down what God is doing in your life at this moment? If you know, you already know what God's will in your life. In the same way, if we are sensing something today, it simply tells you that you are one step closer to the miracle. Number three, we said seeing something is one step closer to the miracle. Number three, seeing something is a sign for fulfillment. Can you say fulfillment? Seeing something is a sign for fulfillment. You know, God had started doing something in your life already. He's already working. And he is willing to take you. He will not leave you halfway. He will complete the one that he has started already in your life. Mark chapter 8 verse 25. Can you read the scripture again? Then, can you read with me? Then Jesus, then Jesus put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Seeing something is a sign for fulfillment. Seeing something promises you the promise of God is going to come true in your life. I don't know what God spoke to you. I don't know what God spoke to you when you came to this nation. I don't know what God is speaking to you wherever you are. When the blind man received the partial vision, he was very sure that Jesus will not leave him in that way and go. You know, many times we are worried that God is going to leave you in this way and then go. No, he's not going to do it. He's going to give it. He's going to give you the job that you deserve. He's going to give you the life that you deserve. But what is important is, do you know what God is doing in your life right now, today, at this moment? If we do not know that, we will lose. God wants you to know what is going on in your life. This man, very sure, he was, he was totally aware that even though he got partial vision, his vision is it to come. His vision is going to come true. God doesn't leave you halfway through. Can I hear an amen this morning? I want you to declare this morning, God doesn't leave me halfway through. Can you just raise your voice and declare it this morning? God doesn't leave me halfway through. God doesn't leave me halfway through. God doesn't leave me halfway through. God doesn't leave you halfway through. God doesn't leave you halfway through. He's not such a God to lie. He's not a liar. He doesn't leave you halfway through. He's holding your hands tightly you hold on to him he will take you further hallelujah thank you lord but the partial healing was a sign certainly it was a sign it told something to him if god is showing you a sign he's going to make it for you he's going to do it for you if you want to believe that your miracle I want you to believe that your miracle is getting made. 
I want you to believe, you believe that your miracle is getting prepared somewhere. God is putting those pieces together for you. God is making it as a beautiful thing and you will see and you want to believe and just walk in that belief. Do not allow any negative thoughts. Do not allow any negative people to talk to you. Just move forward and walk in that belief because you will see the completement or the fulfillment because God has already showed you a sign. Seeing something is a sign of fulfillment. Midianites, they were oppressing Israel. And God sent an angel to talk to Gideon. And God asked him, can you do something about it? And Gideon had problems like me, like all of us. First of all, how do I believe that you are an angel? Right? Because the Bible says even the devil can put the, can come as a deceiver, appearing to be a good angel. Yeah? The angel of light. How can he believe? How can I believe he had a problem there? Gideon asked God for a sign. He asked for a sign. He said, he, he, he said you know, first of all, there are two things he asked. I want a sign that it is from God and then I want a sign that you really want me to do it. That's a good, good, good proposition, right? It's a good, good, good uh, deal with God. God, first I want to know it's you. And we have the same problem. I want to know you are the one who brought me to this nation. I still don't believe Lord. I still don't believe God. It's you. And secondly, you really want me to do this? Are you really sure that you want me to do it? Let, let's read it. Judges chapter 6 verse 17. This is what he said to the angel. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. I mean, throughout the Bible we see people asking for a sign. Sometimes, not always, God leads you by showing a sign if you really look for that. But don't go behind the sign, but go behind God. And judges and judges we read, Gideon asked, Lord, if it is really the angel is from you, if it is you, I want a sign. <clears throat> God showed a sign. If you know the story, you know, God showed a sign. He consumed the offerings that came that he brought to him. And then his second sign, this is interesting, God, you show me another sign that you want me to go and deliver children of Israel from the hands of Medians. I want you to show this sign. And sign to show that God saves his people through Gideon's hand. And this is what he said, Judges chapter 6, verses 37 to 40. And he is coming in a bargaining moment with God and he said, look God, I shall put a fleece, I shall put a fleece. You know, fleece is a piece of garment that made out of the animal's wool. I shall put a piece of fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on the ground, you see what a condition, you know, he's giving to God. If dew is only on the fleece, and if the ground is dry, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand as you have said. Giving a condition to God. God, can you do it? And I, you want me to do you, I want you to do it in this way. 
How many of us ask this kind of, put this kind of condition to God? You know, there is, you know, sometimes it happens, you know, sometimes God wants you to do this, take a step of faith and do it. And you know what? If you read further, verse 37, uh, 38, and it was so. He came next day morning when he rose early in the morning and he squeezed the fleece together. He wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. The rest of the land was dry. Verse 39, then God, then Gideon said to God, God, do not be angry. You know, such a fake fellow. Such a fellow who doesn't really believe in God. And you, are, you and I are not different, right? He was not even believing God, it's God. You know, how many miracles, one after the other? He didn't believe it. Then Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test. I pray just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. Can you test God to this extent? What do you think? No. We don't want to get there, right? But look at Gideon. So, you know, he, because it's a mighty thing that God had in plan for him. You know, when God has a plan for you, when God wants to do something in your life, when God called me, I had to wait for three types of confirmation, you know, before designing my job. It's a big thing for me. There are certain things that God wants to do through you. They are so big. And God wants you to get the confirmation before you get out, of, get out to do something for God. And this is what you see. And God did so. Verse 40, and God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. What sign are you asking today to God? A sign, seeing a sign is something that tells us that it's going to complete in your life that God had started. God had showed you already the little glimpse of things that are yet to come in your life. And this morning God wants you to hold on to those, those things. God had promised you what he will do for you. God has already spoken through people, spoken to you what he will do for you. Paul writes and he says this is what he says. We see dimly, but we will see it clearly face to face then. Today, what you are praying for, today, what you are focused on, today, what you are want to achieve in your life, it looks so dim and so dull. But you know what? God is going to make it to completement. God is going to make it to fulfillment. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read from 1 Corinthians before we get to the time of prayer. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. Can you read with me together? For now, we see in a mirror dimly. But then, face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am, I also am known. Even though the scripture directly talks about the day when we are going to see the Lord God face to face. The scripture is very well applicable for your situation and my situation. That's how God works. We see dim now. God wants you to hold on to him. God wants you to go out, go hold on to him because we are going to see that face to face. When that thing comes in your hands, when you enter into that place, when that materializes in your life, you are going to praise God and you are going to turn back and see the way God had brought you into that place. Hallelujah. I want you to believe this morning, this sermon is waste, useless if you do not believe in God, what God is about to bring into your life. Today God is telling us, your God, darkness is going to go away. Because you are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. 
You are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Your darkness is going to go away. And I want you to believe, if you can put the next slide, your situation is going to say change soon. Listen to this. But you must. What do we learn from here? We must not complain. We must stop complaining. Complaining and murmuring. God hates. God hates those things. We should stop complaining and murmuring. We must not rebel. Children of Israel were rebelling against. We must obey. We must believe. Because your miracle is one step away. Are you with me this morning? Can you do this? So that you will receive what God has planned in your life. Because that is just one step away from you. Number one, we must not complain. We must not rebel. We must obey. We must believe that God is going to make it to fulfillment in your life. Can you all arise this morning? We are going to get to the time of prayer.